Hey, what is going on, guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the nine-game NBA main site on Friday. If this is your first time watching, welcome. I make content for DraftKings, uh, NBA Top Shot, and for Prize Picks, which is a player prop site. Prize Picks is the sponsor of this video. If you guys are a first-time user, um, you can sign up and use my code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. That's a free $100 to play with on the site. Um, basically, they offer every single sport you can think of, uh, and you're taking player props. Like for NBA, you can take over and earn fancy points, points, rebounds, assists, three-pointers made. And you can mix and match sports too. And you pick two to five player props, and you can win up to 10 extra money. So again, DKDFS is uh, the code there. If you guys are looking for uh, more in-depth content for DFS, I do offer that on patreon.com. Uh, what's included are player pools with cash GPP plays, core plays, if-then statements for injuries. So for example, if this player's out, then this and this. Um, I offer roster instruction videos every single day for the main and the showdown slate. And then uh, most importantly, the uh, Patreon live stream every single slate before lock. So Patreon again is linked down below. Also, I will be covering USFL and I do cover esports as well. All right, so um, before we get into players and their prices, I do, uh, I am, I'm really fired up. I'm really fired up tonight. I just, uh, okay, so let me start with Mo Wagner, okay? So uh, I knew going into lock, Mo Wagner was going to be massive chalk. I told everyone, I was like, yeah, play him in cash games, right? He's, he's going to be extremely popular, play him in cash games in tournaments. At uh, his ownership, in my opinion, was the worst GPP play of the slate. And here was my reasoning that I, I, I talked about this a lot in the Patreon stream. I was like, okay, he's moving into the starting lineup. He's playing the four, not the five, right? When he's the most productive when he plays the five. So he's playing the four alongside Mobaba. And then plus, there's no guarantee his minutes go up. I was thinking 25 to 30 minutes. You had 12 active players for the Magic. So they could have, you know, they could have really played everyone and spread out the minutes. And then, uh, most importantly, is he's playing alongside the uh, starters who are higher usage, right? He's playing alongside a high usage Mark Helfoldt, a Jalen Sucks, a Mo Bamba. First six minutes of the game. Zero for Mo Bamba. An app, nothing. A donut. I'm like, yes, let's go. Like the 60% Mo Wagner, this is going to be great, right? Uh, you know, people overreacted to him starting. Uh, love it. I, I don't know, like, I just, I don't even know how I can say this without laughing. Mo Bamba and Jalen Suggs both get injured right to the locker room. Done for the day, Mo Bamba. So now, now, massive chalk Mo Wagner, he's playing the five, Right? And right when Mo Bamba goes to the locker room and Wagner shifts to the five, starts smashing. I'm like, oh, great. Okay. So fast forward to the fourth quarter. He actually hasn't done that great. I think he has 20 fancy points. Game's a massive blowout. All the scrubs are in. Mo Wagner's not in. He's not in. Okay. Like seven minutes left. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm actually going to get away with the Mo Wagner fade, even with the random Obama injury, which I am extremely tilted about still.
Robin Lopez, and Admiral Schofield. Two guys backing up Wagner and playing in the garbage time. They get ejected. They get ejected. Why not? Right? I mean, you actually can't make this up. How many breaks the people that got Mo Wagner got? You get the Mo Bamba injury. He had zero through the first six minutes. Mo Bamba injury. So Wagner shifts to the five, right? Now, had I known that Mo Bamba was only going to play five minutes and Wagner was going to play majority of the time at the five, I would have played him too. The reason I liked him as the fade was because, again, he was playing the four, uh, and they still have 12 active players. Again, you get the Bamba injury, and then you get the ejection for Lopez and Schofield. Wagner checks back in in garbage time and smashes. I literally, like, I can't even, like, give a straight face, um, tilting face, because, like, you cannot make this, you can't make that up. You cannot make what that what happened there. Bomba injury, two players behind Wagner get ejected. Comes back in and smashes. That's number one. Number two. Oh, there's so. Oh, sit back and relax, right? I got uh, Christopher Boucher cuts his lip to the locker room. Missed the entire shift and then cardio in the fourth quarter. Now, my core tonight, I had Gary Trent Jr., Monk, THT, and Trey Jones. The one guy I did not play, because I stuck with Boucher coming off the bench, was Gary Trent Jr. If you have watched my channel this year, you know my Gary Trent Jr. woes. Right Earlier in the year, when the Raptors were shorthanded, I would fade 45 fancy points a night. What, about a month ago when the Raptors were thin and Gary, it was Gary Trent Jr. maybe one of the main guys? I played him every time. And every single time, he literally, this is like, I, I, I will over-exaggerate at times when I'm tilted. He literally would shoot 10% from the field for me. Just massive bust. Fade him tonight, 35 real-life points, a 50-bomb and an absolute smash for Gary Trent Jr. Oh, there's more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I just... I'm just not shocked. I just... I don't even know what to say at some of the stuff that, that I see that, like, you know, will, that could cause me to, to miss the cash by a couple points. How, how about this? Massive chalk, Nikola Jokic. It's a 30-point game in the fourth, okay? He just played the entire third quarter. I'm like, okay, he's got 60. That's not going to kill me, though. I'm going to get away with fading him, right? Finally, finally, I get a little bit of good luck on my side, and I'm not going to get the fourth quarter run for Nikola Jokic. Memphis Grizzlies, their third stringers are in at this point. It is a 25-point game with like seven and a half minutes to go. The third stringers are in for Memphis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
shock Nikola Jokic. He checked back in the game. Checked back in the game and played like five minutes of garbage time for another 15 fantasy points. But a couple nights ago, if you guys recall, remember, I had low-owned Giannis against the Bulls. 15-point game with six minutes to go. Both teams waved the white flag. DeRozan and Giannis to the bench. But if I ever fade someone that's chalky and it's a blowout, they're coming back in. A few nights ago, Luka Doncic, chalk Luka Doncic in a 30-point game, checked back in and played all until like the two-minute mark. Now I got to sweat him in cash, right? I need Malik Monk to get me like 10 fantasy points in the fourth quarter for me to min cash. If Jokic doesn't check back into the fourth quarter, I'm already cashing in tournaments. But now I have to sweat this out to see if I can maybe min cash. And Giannis is really pissing me off, all right? I keep playing him a low ownership. Can you have a ceiling game? Like, can you? I get a low-owned Jalen Brown. Also, low-owned Jalen Brown smashing. Massive foul jump. He lost minutes. You know, I get a low-owned Daniel Tice smashing, but it might not even matter. Boucher, again, loses a whole shift because he cut his lip. Oh, also, also, low-owned Jose Alvarado. I play him because I'm playing for the blowout. He doesn't play in the blowout. I mean, how many guys do the Pelicans have? They had 30 players. The Pelicans had 30 available players tonight. I mean, I was looking at it. I'm like, all right, the game's a blowout. Alvarado's in the whole fourth quarter. Whatever a Jared Harper is, somehow they have like another body and Alvarado doesn't play in garbage time. So, yeah, I got Monk and THT here. I mean, THT is massive chalk. I basically need like 10 fancy points here for Monk in the fourth quarter to cash in tournaments. So it's good. Again, I got to just sweat this out now. Unbelievable stuff, guys. Uh, just, yeah. Um, in high stakes, uh, again, Trey Jones, 80%. Uh, Jokic was only 30%. Um, let's see. What else? What else? Uh, again, Wagner's massive chalk. We went over uh, that. That tilt. THT, massive chalk. Um, yeah. Nothing nothing super surprising here. Currently, Towns is massive chalk. Um, he was kind of a letdown. It was Anthony Edwards who went absolutely off. We got that D'Angelo Russell news ruled out after lock. But uh, yeah, just uh, you can't make some of this stuff up. But um, tomorrow, guys, I am going to be doing a YouTube live stream with uh, DFS by Noah. So make sure to check that out, guys. 4 p.m. Central will be going live. So super excited to have Noah back on the channel and talking some DFS on Friday. But let's get into this one. Again, uh, appreciate you guys uh, keeping with me for that little tilt sash. I just... So many things happen every night that I'm just like, yeah, only me, only me. Um, but all right, let's move on to Milwaukee and Detroit, or let's move on to this slate. Uh, Milwaukee and Detroit. So um, here's what I'll say. Back to back, don't be surprised Milwaukee rest some guys here, right? Technically, they don't want to win. <laughs> they don't want to face the Nets. Uh, they don't want to be the two seed. So I would actually, I'm actually pretty sure they will rest guys here. So I'm thinking that they rest all their main guys and you could get a situation where we look to maybe like a Bobby Portis, a Jordan Nawara, a Connaughton, you know, maybe a Thanasis, a Sandro Mamukula Shvaley. That's hard to say. Um, all those guys would look really, really solid if, if Milwaukee ends up resting. 
Um, and I think they will. Uh, but if they play the main guys, then yes, you can look to Giannis. Uh, again, he's probably going to smash if he plays because I've played him a low ownership the past four slates. Every single time, it's a massive bust. All right, on the Detroit side, another team. <laughs> I take overs on fantasy points for Sadiq Bay and Killen Hayes a couple slates ago. 20 minutes. Back-to-back games, they, they just don't play their main guys anything. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to fade. I got to fade the Detroit guys next slate, right? Uh, there's no way. There's no way these main guys are playing normal minutes. 38 minutes for Cade Cunningham. So if you think the main guys are going to play normal minutes for the Pistons, and yeah, you can look to Cade, Sadiq, uh, and Killen Hayes. To be honest, I'm just going to avoid the situation. I don't trust it whatsoever. New York and Washington. This is a game that looks pretty appealing. New York, pretty short-handed, especially if Grimes doesn't play. They'll probably play eight guys. Uh, we saw a huge miss for RJ Barrett. Again, I played a low on RJ Barrett. Lastly, 7 of 27 shooting. Still tilts about that. But yeah, Barrett and Toppin would be the guys that look the best. Uh, I would expect around 40 minutes for both. We saw 45 from Barrett. I think like 40 mid 40s from Toppin as well. Don't know if we had that much, but good matchup here. So I, I do like Barrett and Toppin quite a bit. Um, Burks is fine. Quickly is, is playable as well. Off the bench, he's a little bit riskier, uh, but we obviously know the ceiling is there for, for quickly. Um, and then Fournier four seven. I probably won't do it. Jericho Sims. Really? Really? A point per minute. I played, I played this guy multiple times in the summer league. He gives me 10 fancy points in 30 minutes. But, oh, in an actual NBA game, over a point per minute. Uh, but, yeah, Jericho Sims did play 35 minutes. So, um, I do think he's a pretty solid value play. So, he starts. I think last game was a little bit of an outlier. But I do think uh, he is a decent value. Taj will play the backup five. But, again, I, I think the upside uh, is with Sims with the minutes. And then I don't think I get to anyone else um, for the Knicks. So, let's move on to Washington. Washington Porzingis is on pace for like huge minutes last game. That game turned into a blowout. Um, but yeah, we know the ceiling is there for him. It is a revenge spot if you're into that. So um, I like the upside here on, on Porzingis in tournaments. Everyone else is kind of just secondary plays. Like Denny and KCP and, and Rui, the combo of like Sato and Ish Smith will, will handle the point guard duties. They both have a ceiling. Kispert's going to play big minutes, but a low usage guy. Gafford will play the back of five, most likely only play about 15 minutes. So outside of Porzingis, there's no standouts. Uh, Cleveland and Brooklyn. So Mobley might be back here. We'll keep an eye on that news. That's huge. Um, but the expectation is that he will play. Okay, so looks like Mobley will be back. So probably can't get to any of these secondary options here for Cleveland. The one guy I'll mention is Darius Garland, who probably plays around 40 minutes in a good matchup. But price point feels about right. Mobley, I, I would be kind of surprised if he plays full minutes. But even if he plays, it would take Markin and Love and Moses Brown out of play. Levert at 7-2 feels a little bit pricey, too. So outside of uh, Garland, nothing I've interested in. On the Brooklyn side, uh, so KD and Kyrie are just going to play like 50 minutes a game. Uh, again, they still want to win games here. So, yeah, KD, Kyrie, even though Cleveland's if, – if Mobley is, is back, they are going to be a little bit better defensively. So I think you can look to either because they're going to play huge minutes. Neither would be a priority, though. Drummond and Claxton will split the set of minutes. Um, you know, Drummond has a little bit of higher ceiling, but a little bit riskier for the price. Claxton a little bit safer because he's cheaper, not as high as the ceiling, but probably sees at least 20 minutes or so off the bench. Bruce Brown, Seth Curry, these are two guys that should play, you know, around 30 minutes. They're just more neutral plays in the mid-range. Don't think I can get to anyone else. I will mention Patty Mills. How about this, right? Everyone plays him here, 0 of 7, then we get 15, and then we get 22 fantasy points. So happy for Patty Mills. Houston and Toronto. So I like the big three here for tournaments. 
Uh, KPJ, Green, and Sangoon are playing massive, massive minutes right now. So even though Toronto's known for the defense, I think we get around 40 minutes for both guards in, in Green and in Porter. And then I think we get mid-30s minutes for Sangoon. So I like them all for, for GPPs. Um, yeah, you're just getting huge minutes right now. So even though Toronto's a good defense, I think the main guys all look good. The rest of Houston, I don't know if I can get to anyone else. Tate and KJ Martin kind of split minutes. I'll mention Christopher. Last couple games, he has played 30 minutes. So he'd be maybe the one value player I'd consider here. I mean, I guess you could also look to Garrison Matthews. It is so gross, though, and such a frustrating play because he's just so bad. Uh, but he probably starts in place 25 to 30 minutes. On the Toronto side, so Van Fleet rested. I would guess he plays in this game. If he does, like the main guys from Toronto look okay in a great matchup like Siakam and Van Fleet. You could look to Barnes and obviously Garrett Trent Jr. Um, if, if they rest a couple of the guys, then maybe they'll start looking like Boucher or Achua or Malachi Flynn. But um, yeah, I think the main guys look decent here for Toronto. No priority. So Chicago and Charlotte. So two awful defenses going up against each other. I think this game has a lot of upside. The main guys here in Lamelo, Bridges, Rogier all in play. I like Lamelo quite a bit here. Chicago has been awful defensively and Charlotte is awful defensively too. So this game has shootout written all over it. Um, I think Lamelo Ball looks really good at nine. Bridges, Rogier. I prefer Bridges. He's been a little more consistent of late. Expect big bets from him. Um, Gordon Hayward missed the game tonight. I don't expect him to play tomorrow either. Um, as far as the bigs go, this is a bigger front court against Chicago. So maybe Mason Plumley plays a little bit more. He was in some foul trouble in the game blowout today. You did see them dust off Montrez Harrell and he got run. Now I'm not sure if that happens again, uh, but he's only 3.2K. So if you want to take like a dart on Montrez Harrell in tournaments, I don't think it's the worst idea, but there, there's a chance to get the DNP. On the Chicago side, I mean, this team has just been awful recently. Absolutely awful. Just getting blown out every night by just every team. But DeRozan, Vooch, Levine, I mean, they're all relatively cheap in a great spot. I think DeRozan's your safest bet. He's been the most consistent. Uh, Vooch and Levine have really been struggling. But this is the get-right spot, you would think, against Charlotte. So the main guys for the Bulls all look good. Crusoe, if he plays, is fine. If he misses, you can look to Kobe White, DeSumo, and Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams played pretty well of late. I would think we get around 30 minutes from him. He'd be a fair value play. Him, again, uh, Io and Kobe would all be playable. Atlanta and Miami, tough, tough spot here for Atlanta. So, like, Trey Young, Capella, really the only guys I think I'll consider as contrarian plays, but that's about it. It's Miami is the team I hate targeting players against. So, just Capella and Trey as contrarian options. The Miami side, basically a fully healthy team. It is a good spot, but, like, there's just... They're balanced teams, so there's no standout plays here. All secondary options uh, for me on Miami. All right, a few games left. Portland and Dallas. Again, Portland, going to run like 10, 11 guys, so really hard to feel good about anyone. The cheaper guys are a little bit more playable, like maybe a Greg Brown or Reggie Perry, uh, Don or Keon Johnson, but again, they're they're really spreading out the minutes, so nothing stands out to me on Portland. On the Dallas side, well, if the game could stay competitive, Luka Doncic can absolutely smash. But there's like a probably an 85% chance this game blows out. So Luka only plays three quarters. Um, but uh, again, if so if I fade Luka tomorrow and it's a 30-point game in the fourth quarter, he's checking back in. I play Luka tomorrow and it's like a 15-point game in the fourth, you got the scrubs in, right? That's just, just, those are the rules. I didn't make them. I did not make those rules. Those are the rules. Uh, Maxi Kleba, 3-3. He's questionable. If he misses, Dwight Powell obviously is in the ceiling. Um, and uh, if he misses and the game blows out, I will mention this, just a large field tournament play, Marquise Chris. If there's no Kleba um, and the game blows out, like Chris would play in the blowout. He's a good point per minute guy. I can't recommend that with confidence. Obviously, there's other value in the late game, which we'll talk about, which I love. But um, yeah, just large field tournament play there. Phoenix and Utah. Again, Phoenix not really playing for anything, and they're on the road against the Jazz. So, like, do we get normal minutes here for the main guys? So, like, Booker, Paul, Aiton, more just contrarian options. Nothing else I've been interested in. 
On the Utah side, they still want to win games. So Gobert and Mitchell, I think, are pretty safe plays. Uh, Mitchell feels a little bit too cheap here at eight at 8.5K. Played 41 minutes last game. I expect like 38 or so for Mitchell. And then Gobert, I think he plays, you know, 36 to 38 minutes. So those two look decent. Uh, Conley uh, should play over 30 minutes, but the price point is just, nah. So nothing else on the Utah side. And then the late night hammer here. OKC and the Lakers. This is what I'm talking about. Late season NBA. This is my favorite game of the slate. Absolutely love this game. So for the Thunder, I don't think we see Maladon. I don't think we see Roby. Uh, all right, I don't think I don't think we see Maladon. I don't think we see Pogoshevsky. I don't think we see Man. I don't think we see Wiggins. So I think we're going to see a pretty similar rotation to last game where they ran like seven guys and JRE was on a minute limit. So if that is the case, Isaiah Roby, who I played last slate at very low ownership, was on pace for 50, massive foul trouble, barely played in the second half. But if he can stay out of foul trouble, love his upside. Also love uh, Jalen Horde at 5.6K. Would assume he plays at least 35 or so minutes. He's been very, very productive. So those two look great, assuming we get the same rotation as last game, and I think we will. Um, Lindy Waters, a little bit harder to get to him. He only played four minutes two games ago, so I probably wouldn't go there. Vit, I played him two slates ago. Bench, they ran a five-man rotation second half. Next game, plays 34 minutes and smashes. Uh, but yeah, Vit, a little bit riskier just because we he played too well, right? He played too well two games ago and got benched in the second half. Olivier Sar is not on the team. Do not play him. And then we got to talk about these guys. So Xavier Simpson probably starts to play like 40 minutes. I think he's a good value play. Not a great point from a guy, but should have the ball in his hands a good amount. So I like Xavier Simpson. I like Giorgio's. For some reason, he didn't close last game. I, I have no idea why he wouldn't have closed that game in a blowout, but... I would assume he's playing like 35 or so minutes. I think he looks decent. Robinson Earl will be productive, but they're really capping on about 15 minutes. I just don't think I want to go there. And then uh, Melvin Frazier came off the bench, played 33 minutes. I think he's a good value. So I love the Thunder once again, because I do not think uh, those main guys play. And I think we had a similar rotation. So really like OKC and I like the Lakers, right? I think they're going to run a pretty tight rotation. I mentioned how I didn't think Carmelo was going to play either. Sure enough, he got ruled out with a illness. Now, Dwight Howard did play. I could see Dwight resting on a back-to-back. I think it could be even thinner rotation. So, Town Horton Tucker, 3.8K. Stance out was just a phenomenal play. Malik Monk, THT. And these guys look amazing. They should dominate, uh, you know, lead the offense, dominate the usage. They look amazing. If Dwight plays and starts, you can definitely go to him. Reeves, Stanley Johnson, Gabriel, all should play some pretty big, pretty big minutes. I think they all look really good for value. So, absolutely love this late night game. Again, I would be shocked, absolutely shocked if you see LeBron, AD, Westbrook, or Carmelo play. And you could even see them rest white on a back-to-back. I would not be surprised about that. So late night game, my absolute favorite on this slate. That's what I'm talking about for late season NBA. But yeah, guys, that'll wrap it up for the video. So if you guys do enjoy the YouTube videos, just make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. Um, Thanks again, guys. Have a great rest of your night, and I will see you in the next video.